Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is me again, your host for another great podcast episode of Political Theater. It is I, Charles Nash, here on the Dark Knight Mike. Well, folks, I have been off here for a couple days. I, I apologize here. With the holidays coming around, uh, it becomes very busy around here. Um, I do have some news for everybody here um, at the start of the podcast. So uh, here within probably the next, I'd say, two to three weeks, we're going to have some more guests on the show. Uh, I do believe that uh, Mr. Scott Weibling, who was elected uh, out of the two spots for the Marion uh, City School Board, uh, will be back on. He's going to be giving us an update on what's what's happening with the issue in, in my local uh, area of Ohio and in, in, in Marion County uh, with the Marion City School Board uh, issues and the school issues. So he will be back on. We're working on some other guests uh, coming on the show. Um, but I just wanted to bring that up to everybody. So it, that's going to be happening within the next couple weeks here. Um, <clears throat> we're going to get right into the news, folks. And the first thing that we're going to talk about is, uh, I know, I know, I don't particularly like talking about this all the time because I've made it very clear and apparent that I don't like talking about it because I think honestly everyone is burnt out on it. But I could not help myself, um, <clears throat> excuse me, from um, bringing this up. So. Here the other day, especially with the holidays, the whole issue with traveling, seeing your family, has been coming up all over the news networks. It's COVID, 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 which it's been that way for over two years now. What I find funny is here the other day, there was a report that came out. Basically, it was from Dr. Fauci. It was on Capitol Hill. He was going on about how there has now been an uptick with the infection rate in the U.S. in certain states. And what we were thought, at least I thought I was going to be hearing again, was the same old, same old with, just like the Biden administration, it's the unvaccinated. It's the unvaccinated. No. This time around, Dr. Fauci pulled a fast one on me. Now, it's they're seeing a surge in coronavirus patients in certain states with the vaccinated. And when I thought it was going to be a gotcha moment, it doesn't really surprise me just because of the simple fact what followed. And it was, well, we're seeing an uptick in people that have gotten vaccinated, that's getting the coronavirus multiple times, and, and hospital rates are going up because they don't have the booster shot yet. That's Dr. Fauci's answer now. Not only is excuse me, the man, a, a path, a, a pathological liar, 
that's been proven with his whole issue of lying to the court systems and to the Senate hearings about his game of function research, which it's now out. We've went over this multiple times, but now, now it's, they're going to start pushing booster shots. Like I told everyone was coming, but I laugh though, because again, it was get vaccinated. You'll be fine. Get vaccinated. You, you won't have to worry about spreading it. Oh, really? So why do we have an uptick in people that's vaccinated that's getting coronavirus and not vice versa now? So I wanted to read this article. It was on MSNBC. It says hospitalization rising among fully vaccinated in U.S., Fauci says. It says, as cases of COVID-19 rise throughout the U.S., health officials warn that an increasing number of fully vaccinated people are being hospitalized or going to the emergency room. The concern about waning immunity against severe COVID infection comes as the Food and Drug Administration is expected to authorize the Pfizer BioNTech vaccine booster shot for all adults 18 and older. Now, key, key emphasis there. They're already touting, well, you're going to need the booster shot. Fauci was stated, what we're starting to see now is an uptick in hospitalizations among people who's been vaccinated but not boosted, says Dr. Anthony DeFauci. The director of National Institute for Allergy and Infectious Disease said Thursday in an interview, it's a significant uh, proportion, but not a majority by any means. So basically, folks, what that article was basically saying is we, we know we've told everyone to go get vaccinated and it's not working. So to save face now, to save the push that they've been pushing on everybody, the people losing their jobs, small businesses being shut down, what is the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, Dr. Fauci, the White House administration under Joe Biden, what are they all touting now? Well, well, it, but it's because you've got to have the booster. What do you want to bet within another six months it's going to be, well, you got to have another booster. And every time there's an uptick with people that's been vaccinated and the hospital rates climb with the vaccinated, getting COVID still, what do you want to bet every time it's going to be an excuse? Well, you got to have this. you got to have a third booster. It, it, it's kind of like with, with Dr. Fauci and them. Well, you know, maybe instead of one mask, you should wear two masks. Or how about five masks? Six might be the key number. Or how about we four foot distance? Or, uh, you know, six foot distance. Maybe 10. 15 might work. We got to shut down everything. Does everyone see the point that I'm getting at here? What have I been saying now for weeks? 
that the COVID vaccine is not a vaccine. It's the flu shot. It is a shot just like the flu that you get every year. Only for COVID, it's going to be, I guarantee it, every six months. And don't even get me started on what they're talking about now with pills. Pills that you can take on a daily basis now to fight COVID infections or to upkeep your immune system from COVID. You know what's going to happen, everybody? Crazy individuals, and I'm going to use the word crazy, or people that are hypochondriacs or germaphobes. I've got them in my own family. They're going to rush out and get these pills. And you know what's going to happen? They're going to keep taking this medication and things, and it's going to end up making their body immune to it. So that way, when real viruses and infections roll in, your body's not going to be able to fight it. You're not going to be able to go out and get medication for it. It's kind of like when someone goes out and doctors say, hey, we got to watch prescribing and the amount we're prescribing for antibiotics. Because what's going to happen is your body's going to become immune to it and then you're really going to get sick and we're not going to be able to fight off whatever you've got. Science has warned folks for over 15 years that sooner or later there's going to be a super bug out there that's going to be immune to antibiotics. And it's we, we're already starting to, to see that now. There's already viruses and diseases out there. It's becoming immune to the medications that we're rolling out through our bodies on a daily basis. What I wanted to also read was This was on ABC's News, a ghost story. I wanted to share this as well because I thought it was a very interesting article, speaking of COVID. It says Vermont has the highest vaccination rate in the country. So why are cases surging? Now, this was put out uh, not quite... Now, this week, it was put out November the 12th of 2021. Again, this was on ABC's News to Go. Uh, that was the, the headline was the Vermont has the highest vaccination rate in the country. So why cases are surging? Uh, below it, it says the Delta variant is partly to blame. So in the article, <clears throat> and again, I, I want to read this because it, it goes with what we were just talking about. It says Vermont, which Vermont is where Bernie Sanders is from. Uh, Also, you have a lot of Democrats that are from Vermont. It says Vermont is one of the most vaccinated states in the country and has served as a model for the COVID-19 response throughout the whole pandemic. But now... The state is experiencing the worst COVID surge yet with several factors, including its own success to blame officials. It says in Vermont, nearly 72% of its residents are fully vaccinated against COVID-19. More than any other state, according to the U.S. Centers of Disease Control and Prevention Data Center. 
It says at the same time, it has the 12th highest rate of new COVID cases over the last week state data released on Thursday shows. Through the article, it says that um, the seven-day average for COVID-19 cases in Vermont rose 42% uh, as of Tuesday, according to state data. It says Vermont does more testing than nearly any other state. Uh, through testing only uh, increased 9% during the same period. It says the, the statewide positivity rate has also increased 30% on a seven-day average. Positivity rate under just 4%. Uh, the number of new cases increased by 700 in the past week, state officials have said. Now, folks, why did I bring this article up? I'm not attacking Vermont. I'm not attacking the doctors there, or the nurses, or the hospitals. I'm not attacking people going in to get treatment for being sick. What I'm showing the comparison to is what I stated from the beginning with the article from MSNBC with Dr. Fauci. That now COVID cases are skyrocketing, and we've been hearing it's it's the unvaccinated! It's the unvaccinated! Get the unvaccinated! Well, now it's the opposite. It's the vaccinated. The vaccinated are, are, are droving in with COVID cases record high. Now, again, I thought this was the miracle cure or prevention that's being touted every day, every waking hour to everyone. But yet here we are again. Like I said, this is not a vaccine. It's a shot. And apparently a shoddy one at that. But yet we're rolling out mandates in schools for children the ages of five and up to get vaccinated. No one is really has any research data to show if it's safe. And I know there's going to be people, well, that's a lie, Mr. Nash. There's plenty of data. No. When I say data, I mean re, re, history, historical data, as in test trials for years and years and years, showing no adverse effects, or if there is, it's slim to none adverse effects. We don't have that, folks. Now, when Donald Trump put this through, through Project Warp Speed, I didn't say much about it. I cautioned. And I know people is going to gasp and go, oh, you're speaking bad about Donald Trump. No. All I said was Donald Trump was the one who forefronted Project Warp Speed. He doesn't do the research testing. Now, do I wish Donald Trump, when he was our president, would have slowed the pace for it? Yes. Because I think what's going to happen is, is the same thing that you see with a lot of medications and things that roll out. Here's a great story. I'm not going to name the name. So let's say you're a woman. 
and you go to your 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 OBGYN and you want to get birth control. You're not sure what type of birth control you want. Rather, if you're going to take something through mouth orally or if you're going to have the, the ones that they have now where there's several different types where you can have a uh, procedure where they put a depending on, on what brand you go with, they, they, they put like, it looks like a little wire in your arm and it's good for anywhere from a year to three years. And then you got to have it taken out. It's, it's, it's kind of surgically shot into your, the woman's arm. So like I said, there's different types of birth control for women. <clears throat> now I have heard, not going to name names, many women who have went in and had the birth control put in to one of those products that they put in your arm. Again, protects you for a year to three years, depending on what type you get. Now, that has been a rave here the last couple of years for women. Not knocking it. I think it's great that, you know, women are taking precautions. They don't want, there's people that don't want unwanted pregnancies. I get that. That's being responsible. The bad part about that is when a lot of women went into their OBGYN clinics, they were told, oh, yeah, these are safe. These are safe. They've been tested. And just like the COVID vaccine, folks, what has happened was there was not a lot of research put into it. And what's been happening here now over the last two to three years, you have a lot of women that are finding out now when they're going in and having these, these objects move, their birth control objects, implantations moved and removed. What's happening is what they're finding out is there's rather side effects that's doing to the body, or they're starting to find out that now it's caused them to be infertile. And it was never disclosed to them that there was a chance of that. They were told, oh, it's, it's great. It's safe. Use this. Now, why am I linking birth control to COVID-19 shot? Because it's the same premise when it comes to the actual research and testing, historical data behind it. There's little to none. And these are the same people in Washington who's in the White House, who have been around for over 30 years, <clears throat> Dr. DeFauci. And all of them are saying, follow the science. You'll be safe. And now look what we're seeing. Uptick in infection rates, not from, not from people who have decided to pass on the shot. No, no, no. Now it's the vaccinated are getting sick by large droves. And it's, well, you got to get a booster shot. No, that's not going to do anything. I guarantee the same problem is going to be going on. And you give it a couple years and we know what you're going to find out. Adverse effects that are happening to the body. I have already told everybody right now to do your own research. I'm not going to tell people they can't go out and get a shot or what to do with their bodies. It's your decision. It's As you listen to me here, folks, it's your decision 
with what you do or do not do. But I would tell people, especially if you plan on having families, having children, men or women, just because right now they can't find a lot of link to infertility with the COVID shot doesn't mean, folks, that down the road that there won't be an issue. Doesn't mean there's going to be other adverse effects. Look what I told you what's coming out now. I mean, I just I just read one here the other day where they have linked blood thickness issues from people who had no issue with it before, who had got the COVID vaccine, and it's thickening people's blood. And what can happen if you have thicker blood? A lot of problems. Heart issues. Kidney and liver issues. Factor five, blood disorder issues. The list goes on and on and on. And again, my question is, did anybody do any research of historical research on this vaccine? And the answer is there's little to none. And I know I'm going to hear pushback from it. It's, well, there is research. There is research. I'm not touting that there's not research in the field of COVID. The SARS-2 virus is being, has been researched very well. The virus, the vaccine, not so much. I look at all of the, all of the fast procedures right now. I mean, just today, just today, Pfizer and Moderna both just petitioned to get their booster shot approved for another age limit again, just today on 11-19 of 21. How long has it been in development? A couple months. My point again, there is no data to sit there and say that down the road, we're not going to start seeing big issues because of this. And I encourage all of my listeners, please go out and look for the information yourself when making a decision. That's all I'm asking. But I do find this ironic that now we're seeing infection rates, large infection rates all over the United States with the vaccinated. And their excuse now is, well, you got to have a, you, you got to have the booster. So when that fails, what's it going to be? Well, you got to have another booster. I hope everyone sees what I'm getting at here. It's like the boy that cried wolf. Because, folks, I'm telling you now, it's I, I don't believe any of this. I think this is a money-making scheme. I think this is a control scheme. I think this is a way to keep big government in check over you and I, the common individual voter and the common American citizen. And I think that's what this is all about, to see how compliant we would actually be. And that's all it is. Well, folks, 
I'm looking at the time here. It's uh, 25 minutes into the show, and it 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 really does fly. It really does. It doesn't seem like it, but it is. So we're gonna go ahead. I'm gonna I'm gonna take my first obscene profit timeout here. We will be right back. Stay tuned, folks. We've got more ahead. How many people love sweets? Well, if you're anything like me, folks, you always have that sweet tooth. But there's a solution when it comes to your sugar delight needs. Introducing Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery. With over 40 plus years in bakery experience, Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery is your one-stop shop for all your bakery sweets that you're ever gonna need, folks. From delicious sugar cookies decorated to match any special party or party theme occasion, pies and amazing cupcakes from garment flavors to traditional and fabulous wedding cakes for that one in a lifetime moment, Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery is hands down the professional and dependable business that you need to order from. For more information, contact Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery at 419-709-0918 or check out their Facebook page for more details and special offers. Dad, I want a cookie. Looks like I'm going to be making a late night order to Lisa Sprinkle's Cookies and Cakeries, folks. Need an outside cleaning? Better call ProSelect! House siding, brick or exterior dirtied or mildewed? Better call ProSelect! Deck looking dingy or yellowed? Better call ProSelect! How about gutter stains or window smudges? You better call ProSelect! ProSelect Exterior Cleaning and Services. For more information or to schedule a free estimate, call 740-504-8311 or visit their website at ProSelect LLC or Facebook. Email them at ProSelect.es at gmail.com for more information. In today's juggle between family and work, it's hard to get out of the same old routine and into something new. When you do have time for an adventure or for a vacation, you want to find something that's new and magical for you and the family. May I suggest the Ohio Railway Museum in Worthington. Founded in 1948, the Ohio Railway Museum is one of the oldest railroad museums in America. The museum is designed to educate through a historical exploration of century-old rail evolution. Ohio Railway in Worthington offers a glimpse of railroading past through their exhibits, like static equipment displays of electric traction and steam. They also offer rides with both of their street cars and Pullman passenger cars. For the kids, for example. So come take your family on a visit through a historical journey of locomotion. The Ohio Railway Museum is located at 990 uh, Proprietors Road in Worthington, Ohio. Open Sundays 
for the 2021 season from noon to 4 p.m. through the end of December, weather permitting. Regular pricing for adults is $9, children $7. Senior citizens and people with military personnel badges and IDs is $8. And as always, children under the age of three are free. You can ride as many times as you'd like on the ticket date as well. For more information, visit their website at www.ohiorailwaymuseum.org or you can go to Facebook or contact the museum directly at 614-885-7345 for more details for their seasonal events. And remember folks, it's a ride on a train of adventure and education. Don't miss out. Looking for innovative and professionalism when it comes to the residential and commercial construction? Well, have I got the company for you folks. America's Pioneer Construction. With over 25 years of building and management experience, Pioneer Construction is the leader in craftsmanship and creativity through construction. Started in 1995 by a master carpenter and craftsman, the company has grown and evolved with the reputation of construction known for trust, knowledge, and integrity. From custom-built homes to renovations, Pioneer provides superior customer service and satisfaction in the areas of general contracting, construction management, design and build, planning, and complete project management through the whole construction process. So if you're looking for a dependable and knowledgeable company to get your dream project off the ground, call Pioneer Construction Company. Located in Mount Gilead, Columbus, and the Cincinnati, Ohio areas. Or you can drop them a message at Pioneer Construction 1975.jb3 at gmail.com or scroll through their website at pioneerconstruction.us for more information. You won't be sorry that you did, folks. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's me, Charles Nash, from Political Theater. You know, I get to do a lot of local ads for small businesses and businesses that are just opening up here in Ohio. And out of all of them that I've done ads for, there's one that really stands out to me just because of the story behind it. And it's so touching. That would be Footprints and Wax. Now they are a fairly new small family business they are located between Galleon and Mount Gilead, Ohio. They create all-natural, hand-poured soy wax melts. All-natural, chemical-free face, body, hand, feet, and lip scrubs. Chemical-free products that help eliminate many dangerous toxins from entering the home and our bodies. They also create hand-painted, beautiful wooden ornaments for any occasion. The perfect gift for loved ones. And with the holidays just around the corner, who could pass up on their wide variety of gift baskets they have to offer? Pricing is reasonable and affordable. They provide a professional and speedy process while also trying to maintain the highest quality of products 
for their customers. Working hours are Monday through Sunday, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. For more information, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, or on their webpage at www.footprintsandwax.com. Or you can call the owner, Missy Boggs, area code 419-569-1222 for further questions. And tell them that Charles Nash from Political Theater sent you. Thanks, folks. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, from our first commercial timeout here on Political Theater. So, had some uh, breaking little news that just came up. I <laughs> We're going to move away from the COVID talk here. And we've got some other headlines that I wanted to get into uh, in today's uh, show. So I'm going to get right into it. I know that everybody has been watching, anticipating over the last four days with the Kyle Rittenhouse um, trial that's been going on. <clears throat> I'm just going to go ahead and make make my case here. Now, <clears throat> today when I was when I was at work. Uh, they they came down with uh, the jury came down on the fourth day of deliberations that he was acquitted of all charges. Now, folks, I never thought that this really needed to go to court anyway. Uh, it was just a to me with the video, what I seen and heard. Kyle Rittenhouse was. Someone that was in the wrong place at the wrong time. I know why he was there. I know the whole issue. Um, people being killed, shot. But again, in every state, there's a law when it comes to self-defense. Now, I know there's a lot of people that's out there, especially in the far left in the media. You have a lot of celebrities that's going on saying, well, he shouldn't have had a gun. I'm just going to go ahead and just say this. If you look at open carry, which there's open carry laws, they differ in each state to state. Same thing with carrying a, any type of weapon in public. Each state is different. He broke no laws. You are allowed to defend yourself if someone is imposing bodily harm or intent to hurt or kill you. And that's what we've seen. Now, do I think that he should have been in those... Um, <clears throat> the, the whole issue with the riots? <sighs> Folks, that's not me to make that decision. He, he made that decision to try to go help people and help prevent um, violence... And destruction of property. Now you can't shoot somebody or kill someone for destruction of property. It was raised in the in in the court case. I will say this, and this is the only thing that I'm going to say about this case. 
I feel, and again, this is my opinion based on the facts of the case and what I've read, there was a lot of lying and misconception between the media outlets. It does not help when you have President Biden calls this person a white supremacist when he is not a white supremacist. There's nothing about his past to current that says white supremacist. Nothing. Look at Kyle Rittenhouse's background all the way up until this happened. Do you see a criminal? Do you see someone who's spent his life in prison? Periodically in jail? A troublemaker? Someone that has a bad education behind them? You don't see any of those things. He's not a, He wasn't an unruly kid. You don't see any of those things, folks. <clears throat> What I see is, I see an individual that was targeted because he was trying to do the right thing. And the consequences that fell upon him and before him at those riots forced his hand. Rather, people want to believe that or not. And right now, since he was acquitted today, this afternoon, the media, the far left, has been attacking him from the get-go. So much so, I want to read everybody what is breaking right now on Fox News. This comes from the White House. It says right here, this is from Fox News, it says, angry and concerned. It says, Biden suggests he disagrees with Kyle Rittenhouse acquittal calls for Americans to protest peacefully. Now, you know damn well, folks. When they say peacefully on the far left, that means go out, defame, destroy property, <clears throat> scream, break things, rob stores, hurt people. That's their their outtake on a peaceful protest. Now, do I hope that there's any violence tonight? No. But I guarantee someone's going to try something. You've seen the display out there in front of the courthouse. And you've seen yesterday what the judge had to do. The judge had to go through and basically kick out and put a restraint against MSNBC because they were trying to get coverage and make contact with the jurors. Now, why do you think that is, folks? Well, I can tell you why that is. Because they knew what the outcome was going to be from this trial. They wanted to get a face to the jury. That way they could get these people marked. So when the verdict come down and it didn't go the left's way, well, what do you think is going to happen to those jurors? They're going to be targeted. 
And I know people's going, well, Mr. Nash, you don't know that. You don't. I do know that. That was the intent behind the, the media. The same media that props up everything that the Biden administration does. Do you honestly think for one second that their intent was not to put those faces out there of the individuals that were the jurors? To put pressure on them to convict this young man. It was to put pressure on them to do the wrong thing, not the right thing. See, to me, folks, and pardon my voice, I'm, I'm having a hard time with the cold weather going back and forth here. But to me, folks, today, justice got it right. Our justice system got it right today in the call that was made. And it was fair. The jury of his peers went through all of the evidence, even the evidence that wasn't supposed to be thrown in there, they went through and looked at, they found him innocent on all accounts. Justice and the justice system did right today. And let me tell everybody right now, what President Joe Biden should have done he should have never even commented on this. Because that's what happens when elected officials get involved in court cases and they make it a national issue when it doesn't need to be a national issue, when it never should have been in the spotlight to begin with, and then they throw their opinion and their, their, their political weight around, and this is what happens. You get angry people on the street. And shame on the media, too. Because they've pushed this narrative with false information from the beginning. So I'm going to go ahead and read this, this article because I want everyone to hear this article and what it says. This says Biden calls for calm, but says Rittenhouse not guilty verdict leaves him angry and concerned. It says President Biden called Americans to protest peacefully and allow the law to, uh, to follow the jury's verdict in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, which he said left him angry and concerned. He says, I urge everyone to express their views peacefully, consistent with the rule of law, Biden said in a statement ahead of the expected protests. Violence and destruction of property have no place in our democracy. <clears throat> now, Biden also stated that at the White House, along with federal authorities, uh, that he's been in touch with the Washington gover governor, uh, Tony Evers, uh, to prepare for the outcome of this case. Now, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, folks, when he says he's angry, he's angry and concerned. Again, this is the same person who got involved when he shouldn't have been calling this person a white supremacist from the beginning when there's no evidence that he has anything to do with anything race, racially charged or that he's a racially charged individual. Nothing from his past even says that at all or shows that, contrary to Joe Biden. 
Now, again, that's my opinion on the Kyle Rittenhouse case. But like I said, I myself, I know what it means when the Democrats come out and say, peacefully protest, because we've heard that before. And then they turn around and they, they scream violence, break things. Oh, that's, that's peaceful protest when there's violence in the streets. Looting and vandaling is peaceful. You got to let people, you got to let that rage out. No, that's, that's you wavering against law. That's you coming out and just blatantly saying that your definition of what a peaceful protest is, is not peaceful at all. It's completely the opposite. Then, then, like I said, this just adds to it. <clears throat> you have you have a top Democrat tweets uh, Rittenhouse uh, statement containing misinformation. Uh, advisors tweet no justice, no peace. So, <clears throat> excuse me here. It says the the chairman of the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee responded to the Kyle uh, Rittenhouse not guilty verdict with a statement that included significant factual errors. See, they don't even, they don't listen to anything, folks. They just run with whatever narrative they feel like. It says an advise, a senior advisor to the committee tweeted, no justice, no peace. Rittenhouse was acquitted of all charges stemming from his fatal shooting of two men during the violent... <coughs> riots in Kenosha, Wisconsin last summer. Especially in the uh, wake of the police shootings of Jacob Blake. <clears throat> the uh, committee chair said it's, dis it's disgusting and disturbing that some people was able to carry a loaded assault rifle into a protest against the unjust killing of Jacob Blake an unarmed black man, and take the lives of two people and injure others and face absolutely no consequences, said the DCCC chairman of the Democratic um, Committee. That was Sean Patrick Maloney, which was said in a statement today. Well, again, when you go back through all of this case, you go back through the misinformation, what the media has posted, what the president has posted about this man and said, and then we come out to find out half of this is not even true and has been proven not true. I have one thing to say to Kyle Rittenhouse. Do yourself a favor now that you've been acquitted of all charges. Take your attorney or get another high-powered attorney and sue the hell out of all these people who slandered you, put out misinformation about the case, continue to run with the narrative, and just sue the hell out of them, young man. And I'm telling you right now, you'll be, one, I guarantee set for life, and two, maybe, just maybe... I say this knowing that it's not going to do anything. But maybe if you sue the pants off of some of these networks and some of these individuals, 
maybe they'll learn not to spread information that's not true or make stories up about a case that's not true or that holds no ground. So if I was you, young man, that's my, that is my um, two cents to you. Get an attorney and sue these individuals and these, and these media outlets <clears throat> and teach them a lesson. It's been done many times before. So you might as well do yourself a favor. You've been found not guilty on all charges. Make these individuals that are claiming you are something you're not and throwing out false flags, make them pay through their teeth since they know so much about the case. And that's all I have to really say about that, folks. We're going to move into the next topic here. This one comes from Newsmax. This has to do with the, the border. Now, I have not talked about the border here for a while. It says uh, a new report. It says Border Patrol says up to 2,000 immigrants get away daily. 2,000. On the article, it's got a picture of Trump's border wall, half built still, with people just walking through it with bags. This come out today, November the 19th. Came out about 4 o'clock p.m. this afternoon. It says law enforcement sources and Customs and Border Protection, the CBP, say between 1,800 and 2,000 immigrants are uh, managing to elude apprehension daily along the southern west border. It says uh, Breitbart uh, reported this as well. It says the total number of migrants escaping apprehension a term referred to as getaway count, reached 75,000 in the fiscal year of 2022 coming up. Since the beginning of October of this year, currently the migrant getaway count for 2022 is likely to exceed more than 400,000 as reported for fiscal year 2021. It says, known as the getaway count is updated daily by the Border Patrol, a source told Breitbart. It says, the data is entered into a system easily accessible to agencies and leaders. It says, the metric is not usually released publicly and is often much lower than reality, the source says. Now, folks, <clears throat> I can go through this whole article I'm summing it up for you. Like they gave here, they said just with the refugees, for example, um, from Haiti, they said they had over camped out that has come across illegally 15,000 Haiti refugees that camped under the bridge at uh, Del Rio, Texas for days. It says a majority of those individuals made it across illegally. It says the Biden administration is in talks to offer migrant families uh, separated during the Trump administration $450,000. We've talked about that. Remember how I said Joe Biden said that that was a false flag? He never said that. And then just a week and a half later, he came out after being pressured and said, well, um, yeah, we're, we're kind of still in talks signaling that way. 
You know, I have told a lot of people, I, I know I'm going to catch a lot of grief for saying this. I, I honestly thought about telling people, look, you know, if you want to make some extra money for the holiday season, especially with inflation being the way it is. And, you know, a lot of people <clears throat> in the news media saying that, well, there's nothing wrong with inflation with Americans paying more at the, at the pump and in the stores. I don't know why people are whining. I got a great idea for everybody. If you want to make some extra money this year, dress yourself up, uh, cross the, the Mexico border, forget your passports or your IDs, um, throw some dirt on yourself, and just come across the border as a, as a migrant. And, and just tell the Biden administration that, you know, your children were separated. And maybe, folks, you'll get $450,000. Uh, $450, Now, if everyone can't tell within my voice, I'm kidding. But, my heavens, you know people's thinking about that. $450,000 for for migrants, for families, separated. <clears throat> my thing... <clears throat> excuse me, I'm losing my voice here, folks. My thing with the, with the whole... The whole money with that is one, no one ever forced those individuals to caravan to the border. And that's that's what is mind-baffling. We're paying illegal immigrants who chose to make a decision irrationally to come to the border knowing that technically they shouldn't have even got in. Now they want to pay them for that. It's just mind-blowing. If everyone's wondering what the sound was, that was Blue. He's joined our, our podcast again. So he uh, he's sitting here running in circles, running around for for a 14-year-old basset hound dog. Um, you'd never think it. <laughs> he ceases to amaze me. He, re he really does. Well, folks, we are going to have to take our last commercial time out. I'm 23 minutes here into the podcast. Uh, we're just trucking along here. I've got a couple more articles to go over here today. And uh, we're going to take that time out. So stay with me, folks. We'll, we'll be right back. When you're in need of drain and plumbing services, there's only one place, ladies and gentlemen, for local service that you can actually rely on. That is Dolan Drain and Plumbing Service. Located in Cardington, serving the Morrow County area, Dolan Drain and Plumbing offer quality service and customer satisfaction. With drain cleaning, camera inspections, and a full plumbing service, they offer a 24-7 emergency service for you and your family when the unexpected rears its ugly head. Billing is easy and affordable, and they offer a 10% off for services with cash payments. So if you are in need of a drain or a plumbing service issue, call Doolin and Plumbing Service, area code 419-560. 6807 and put your drain and plumbing services in their hands. You'll be thankful you did, folks.
Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. It's me again, Charles Nash, your host from Political Theater. When you wake up in the morning, you're tired. You're trying to fumble around the bedroom, find your way down the stairs into your kitchen. And what's the one thing you want to do? You want to get woke up. Well, that's where I have a problem. In the morning, I try to find the best coffee that I possibly can. The regular things off the store shelves just don't work for me. But I found a coffee and a company that does. It's called Black Rifle Coffee. Now, Black Rifle Coffee is made and owned by veterans here in the United States. They serve a premium coffee. The coffee is imported from highly qualified coffee beans from Colombia and Brazil. They're roasted for five days at their facilities in Manchester, Tennessee and Salt Lake City, Utah. They have some of the best coffee that you can imagine. One cup and even a half a cup gets me woke up in the morning and I've got enough energy to carry me through the rest of the day. So I'm here to tell you about Black Rifle Coffee. You can go online to blackriflecoffee.com, order from their webpage. They will ship it to your house directly. They've got several different kinds of roasts. And again, some of the best coffee you'll ever have. That's Black Rifle Coffee. And if you don't want to believe me or take my word for it, go to their website. You can get a free trial yourself and taste the magic in their coffee. Again, that's Black Rifle Coffee. Try it. When it comes to Mother Nature, anything is possible. And with the unknown possibility comes severe weather. With these severe weather, what usually happens? You get down trees. Once the tree is removed, you've got these stumps just sitting everywhere. They're ungodly, and they're just sitting in your yard, folks. Rather in the backyard, the front yard, up against your house. And they're just a sight for sore eyes. You have to mow around them. You have to stare at them through your windows. Your neighbors don't like seeing it. It makes your property values go down. And over time, stumps start to decay, become sinkholes, or even become bug-infested. And who wants to have to call an exterminator for an extra cost? But folks there is an answer to this problem. It's called Neidhart's Stump Removal and Land Clearing Operations. A family-owned and operated business, Neidhart's Stump Removal offers not only stump removal, but forestry, logging, tree cutting services, demolition, as well as excavation. And they're fully insured if something would happen while they're on the job. For more information, you can contact them at 740-751-5654 or visit their website at www.nineheartsstumpremoval.com or send your questions to info at nineheartstumpremoval.com. USA, this is Stephanie. Hi, this is uh, Robert. I'd like to get up to 30% off my auto insurance with SafePilot. I can help you with that. What's your member number? Uh, 
87. It should be between 5 and 12 digits. Ah, Boston, this is Super Bowl champion Rob Gronkowski. I'm not a member. Mr. Gronkowski, USAA is for the military community and their families. That's what makes us special. Oh, but I'm special. USAA, it's still only for the military community. Any bees to show if I was cool. And when I finally got sober, felt 10 years older, but fuck it, it was something to do. I'm living up in LA. I drive a sports car just to prove. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. We are on the final stretch of tonight's show. So I'm going to go ahead. I, I, I wanted to get this in, but I was before I went to break. But um, like I said, we were running close on time there. So I have another one here. There is a new pool out. It's on Fox News. It was also on a Reuters pool as well. Um, says uh, voters oppose. New poll shows that voters oppose the $450,000 payment to families separated at the border. It says 55% think Biden is not tough enough on illegal immigration as well. So we're going to get into this. It says a majority of registered voters oppose payments up to the $450,000 the government is reportedly considering to compensate family members separated at the southern border under former President Donald Trump's zero-tolerance policy for entering the U.S. illegally. It says the Wall Street Journal first reported in late October the Justice Department, Homeland Security, and Health and Human Services were considering these payments to illegals. Um, this was in a lawsuit that was brought by civil rights groups on behalf of roughly 5,500 parents and children who say they have psychological trauma from separations, some of which lasted for an extended period then why did you come to this country knowing that that was going to happen to you at the border do you see what i'm talking about here folks what i what i don't understand is here it's it's clearly in law and in the constitution itself if you are an illegal immigrant if you are not a u.s citizen you do not have rights you are not a citizen of the United States. It dumbfounds me every time I read about all these groups filing lawsuits on behalf of immigrants. You don't have rights. You do not have the constitutional rights as an American citizen. It just dumbfounds me. Getting back to this poll, though, it says um, it says nearly a third of voters favor the payments, which is 30%. It says, but more than 6 to 10 oppose it, including 49% who are against giving separated families a compensation at all, and another 12% who say it should be a lesser amount. It shouldn't be anything. Why would we why would you pay anyone anything? They came here to the southern border knowing what was going to happen. They knew the chances in making well, my, even getting past that. Why in the hell 
Would you send a child on something like that anyway? That's about the equivalent of me taking all three of my daughters to the rainforest in Brazil and saying, good luck, I'll see you on the other side here in a couple weeks. That would be stupid on my part, negligent as a parent. And then to turn around and say to the government, oh, it's caused us um, irrehensible physical and psychological, uh, you know, issues. We want money. It's the same comparison. I mean, it really does dumbfound me. And, and honestly, the people that are out there, I'm not trying to call anyone brain dead, but you have got to be seriously not right in the head if you think we should be paying people who come to this country illegally. What stops someone from saying, yeah, I got separated from my kid. Um, irre irrehensible damage. Uh, give me money. It's the same thing, folks. Getting back to the uh, the poll here, it says while 54% of black voters favor the plan, they even give a breakdown, a breakdown by race here, apparently. It says 66% of white voters oppose the payments either outright, 55% oppose but think families should at least receive some money, 11%, okay, it says, see, you're even giving it more of a breakdown. It says Hispanic voters are split. 48% in favor versus 44% fully oppose or oppose but open to some compensation. Democrats, oh, we're going to get to it politically as well. Democrats, 52% say um, five times more likely to vote for giving money than Republicans, 10% who favor disbursements. This article is outright ridiculous. I I cannot believe what I'm I'm reading here, folks. Wow, I mean that it's just an amazing pool. Then then they've got the other pool here uh, for Biden's ratings. If you haven't got to hear that yet, folks, that's. That's a whole other can of worms within itself. He's at a, right now, he is at a, he's at a 32% approval rating right now. 32%. If everyone was wondering what that noise is, it, like I said, it was, it's, it's blue running through through the house like a crazy person. I have no idea what he's doing. He's just going through the house like a crazy person. I, I Every time, folks, I do a show, he goes nuts. I Not like this, but he's he is super excited tonight. And maybe it's because we've been off the... I've, I've been off the grid here for the last couple of days. I, I don't know, but he's super excited. But he's always here with me on the show, so 
Uh, we all know what to expect, especially when you hear the jingle from his chain, from his collar. I uh, Getting back to what I was saying here, sorry about that, getting off topic, but yeah, it, it, right now it says Biden's at about a 32% approval rating. Uh, this is demographically all over. It says uh, 55% feel Biden administration not tough enough on the treatment of illegals. Um, I said that earlier. They give another breakdown down here. It says Biden's treatment on illegal immigrants. It says 11% say he's too tough. Oh, my word. How is he too tough? He doesn't even do anything. We He has not even... You can't even get... <laughs> you can't even get Vice President, VP Kamala Harris, to even go to the southern border. And you're telling me... You're, you have people actually voting in these polls that say 11% say Biden is too tough on illegal immigrants. What the hell has he done? He hasn't touched that problem with a 10-foot pole. What has he done? How is he too tough? Again, 55% say not enough. And 26% say about right. Oh, good grief. I'm telling you, this... Uh, I, I, I wonder who they pull for some of this stuff, but I, I, I'm i telling you, folks, I some of this stuff just is it really is a head-scratcher. When I... I mean, and this is from Fox News. This is a Fox News poll. Here, here's another one. President Biden, um, this is another, uh, this, this is a breakdown from month to month on immigration. It says right now 31% approve, 59% oppose. In October, 34% approved of his of handling, 62% disapproved. In August, 35% approved, 57% disapproved. June, 41% approved, 54% approved. May, 38% approved, 57% disapproved. His numbers have not got better. And if you look at, just not just with immigration, just with everything. I mean, they're giving, here you go, here's a Quincy Act pool right here that I'm going to bring up. It says, among voters, the presence marks are lower on these certain spots. It says China, his handling of China. 28% approve, 55% disapprove. The Afghan withdrawal, 26% approve, 63% disapprove. It says he's also underwater when it comes to climate change. Oh, my word. We're going to pull now on climate change. Wow. Well, it's got here, it says 42% approve and 47 disapprove. Uh, economics, 36% approve on the economy, 56% disapprove. Um, wow. How could you even approve with the economy at 36%? I want to throw this challenge out to people. I'm looking at these pools on Joe Biden. I mean, none of it's good. He's underwater. How do you get 36%? 
of an approval rating right now? Now, I already know the answer to this. I'm just going to go ahead and say it, but I want people out there listening to my podcast here. I want you to think, if I was going to give an approval rating for Joe Biden, why would I give him an approval rating at all? Especially with things like the economy. How could you even vote positive-wise for the economy? Unless you're voting strictly Democrat D to support your party. That has to be the only reason. Has to be. Or unless you're a diehard Joe Biden fan. I I wouldn't think who would, would be, but then again, I, I could be surprised. Here's one for his job approvals ratings. Uh... Here's, here's another poll right here. It says most important issues facing the country right now under Joe Biden. 26% say the economy. 17% say the coronavirus. 10% say inflation and prices. I'm surprised that that's not higher. Immigration and the border coming at 8% and political division at 7%. Wow. Wow. Well, the last piece of of information, I'm going to move away from the polls here because some of those I I don't even I I don't even understand how he even has what he has as an approval rating. But it is what it is, and it is a poll. It's not getting everybody. It's just a certain percentage from different aspects and different states. There was something that also happened today I, I have to talk about. That is the U.S. House uh, passed <clears throat> Biden's 1.75, you might as well say $2 trillion social spending brigade of stupidity. Um, now, folks, here's the thing that's annoying me about this. It still hasn't even reached the Senate. When it does reach the Senate for a vote, I don't know if it's going to pass or not. I don't think it's going to. I think you're going to see revision after revision sent back to the House. And if it would pass, I don't think you're going to see it pass until sometime late next year. I would hope that it doesn't pass at all. But it did pass today in the House. Uh, The bill passed today. Let me see the number here. I believe it was uh, two eight uh, no two twelve to to two twenty. I believe was the vote. That's uh, what it went down on the floor today. Yeah, it was somewhere close to that, and uh, yeah, it it was Democrats voted two hundred and twenty. Uh, one individual in the Democratic Party broke from party lines to vote no. And then you had all 212 Republicans um, that voted nay. So there you there you have it. It was 220 to 213. Uh, and after it it passed, you had thunderous applause from the Democratic side of the aisle, and Nancy Pelosi swinging her gavel and going on about how this is the best Build Back Better plan that they've ever had, and and the country should be thanking them for 
spending more taxpayer and money and getting us more into financially negative waters when it, it comes to a collective on the national debt. Now, I'm going to go ahead and just tell everybody right now. All this is, is bailouts. Bailouts, pork barrel spending, and Green New Deal climate change garbage. That will do nothing for climate change. Because, for starters, like I've said, there's a big lie when it comes to climate change, folks. If you'd like to know more about it, you can go to any of my networks that has any of my sh past show recording. Please look up. Please look up and actually listen to my segment on the lie in climate change, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. I go through the history of natural disasters, climate itself, the sun, how it plays a factor, so forth and so forth. And I'm going to tell you something, folks. I'm, I'm going to give everyone a little treat to it. If climate change was really this serious, and we needed to take drastic measures to change things in the world, or even here in the United States, there would be one sign that would tell everyone here in the United States, or even around the world, that climate change was a serious problem if it was a serious thing. One thing that Mother Nature will tell you if there's a serious problem. And that's actually the oceanic temperature change or the natural reoccurring seasonal climate shifts of our wind patterns through the jet stream. So I want to pose this to all of my listeners. How many times has that changed? And I mean to a degree where it throws everything off that we know to be every year. I can give you the answer without even looking it up. Those two things have never changed at all. The oceanic temperatures have stayed current within a couple of degrees every year variant back and forth. And the wind patterns, or as they say, the fronts, if you're a meteorologist, well, guess what? Those, those seasonal fronts and the way the current of the jet streams have been, well, guess what? The pattern for seasonal change has been constant. Far more than even before I was even born, they have not changed or deviated at all. Here's another thing to show that climate change, it, it, there, is, there, there isn't this, this call for what, what is being put into this bill as we need to change or the world's going to come to an end. We still have four seasons, right? Out of those four seasons, how much have they really changed? How much have they really changed in the last 300 years? 
Well, with historical data, throw out computers, scripture, writing, and historical logs, they haven't changed at all. So what does that tell everybody, or at least should tell you? It should tell you that the indicator is there is no grave concern or should be a grave concern with this whole thing about climate change and saving the planet. We're not sinking. We're not going to go through a cold, uh, an ice age. We're not going to burn up. We have the natural rate of the world and what it is every day, folks, and every year. That's it. All you see with the House and this bill, it's called a very out-of-touch Democratic Party. And a party, upon voting for this, and if they do indeed get it to pass and it's signed by Joe Biden... I'm telling you now, and I want everyone to mark my words when I say this. It is the death spiral for handing the House, the Senate, and the presidency back to the Republican Party. You mark my words. But the Democrats don't, don't care. They don't see that. But I guarantee they're going to see that come next year for midterm elections. Mark my words, folks. Well, folks, that is going to be the end of our episode. I want to thank everybody, as I always do, for tuning in and listening. If you would like to give, you know, give me a, a, a contact, if you want me to do, uh, promote your, your business, Again, you can go to my face page and give me some information. You can post your information on Think Local First and send it to my account there, which is Political Theater with Charles Nash. I pop up and, and tell people I, I, I'll do free advertisement for you all the time on there. Um, or you can send me an email with your business and your information for people to contact you for me to put on uh, the show when I do my advertisement segments for you for my commercial breaks. Um, again, you can send that information to politicaltheater114 at gmail.com or look me up Charles Nash or Charles Nash with Political Theater on my Facebook page. I also would like to tell everybody again, you can leave your comments, concerns, rather good or bad, uh, if you have any information that you would like to discuss or, or, or have me discuss on the show, uh, please feel free to drop me a line as well. I check it daily. Uh, I will respond to as many people as I possibly can. Um, and the same thing, if you would like to come on the show, if you're running for a political office, I don't care if it's city, state, or federal. Or if you would like to talk about anything in general that has to do with politics or you feel needs to be brought out into the public of great concern, again, you know my information to contact me. And like I said at the top of the show, um, we're going to be having some more individuals on the show within the next two to three weeks here. I will let everyone know ahead of time who's coming on. 
So if it's someone that you want to listen to, um, or you have someone in mind that you would like me to interview, again, drop me a line. So that is going to be our show. I want to thank everybody again for tuning in. And folks, I will probably be back on uh, next week, probably before and after Thanksgiving, depending on the weather. Uh, please stay safe out there. We're supposed to be getting some bad uh, weather, um, especially northeast of the states. So just be safe out there traveling, folks. And I want to wish everybody a very happy Thanksgiving holiday. So to you and your families, happy Thanksgiving in advance. And I want to thank everybody again for tuning in. Good night, folks.